Welcome to the Everything Early Childhood podcast designed for approved providers, nominated supervisors and other childcare leaders. This fun, lighthearted and very serious podcast features weekly episodes on strategy, advice and conversations with fascinating and inspiring people from across our sector. Join the journey and have access to the tools and inspiration you need to create high-performing childcare businesses. Let's get started. Hello, hello, all of you amazing humans out there. Here we are. It's that time of the week for our podcast episode. One of my favorite times of my week is to come to you all, share some little tips, share some knowledge. Um, and of course, interview amazing humans from our sector. Now, today you get me one-on-one. Um, we've got some amazing interviews lined up still to come. Um, and we've had some really awesome feedback from um, our previous interviews. So I can't wait to speak to you all. Um, and yeah, if you want to come on the podcast, you want to be a guest, have a good chat about things that you're passionate about, please get in touch. But today I was inspired. Um, I was thinking to myself, what am I going to record today's episode on? And I've been inspired. We've been running a lot of training um, with nominated supervisors and um, educational leaders from services around Australia. And I've been finding that as leaders, we're still struggling with so much on our plates. And we know, we know particularly well, we've been there, we've done it, we've lived through those seasons. And we live it every single day. So one of the services that we provide is our director's right-hand service, right? Where we do all of the admin for services for our amazing right-hand clients to give um, them their time back. So, and we're not even focusing on the people. Our service, our right-hand service is focusing on taking away all the admin for services and doing it for them. So we recognize every single strategy, every single um, obstacle, every single task, and that is not even including the people. So we are we're in a people-dominated sector. So we've got families, we've got children, um, you've got your team, and your team are the most important thing in your whole organisation. So again and again, I hear from directors, um, leaders, owners, talking about all of the different things that they have to do because because um, I talk about early childhood as being multifaceted. So there is such an array of different layers and different things that come within the roles that we need to do every day. And we wear so many different hats. We're a leader and a cheerleader, a coach, a mentor, a counsellor, a debt collector, admin, manager, however you want to describe we wear. And I envision this picture of this person in all these multicoloured hats, like almost like a clown. But I remember being in the role And no matter what role that I stepped into or what task I was doing, I had to physically imagine in my brain, and I still do this, um, with what colour hat I'm going to wear. So do I need to be a counsellor right now? And listen, do I need to be a leader? Do I need to step up and give people direction? Do I need to be a cheerleader? Do I need to pump everyone up? What is my role right now and what hat do I need to wear? 
So what else has come up in these sessions in relation to the tasks, in relation to having so much on our plates, wearing that burden, that heavy weight? How am I going to get everything done? Which I believe is essentially leading to overwhelm. Because when we look at things as such a big picture, it can be so overwhelming. So if you haven't already, I'd really encourage you to go back and listen to um, our last few episodes with time management. So where we discover single tasking and where we discover um, life, life, mapping out your life plan, um, go back, listen to them. It's going to make your life so much easier. Now, moving forward with today's episode, what I wanted to dig into was um, something that I feel like is one of the most important thing for a leader. It's something I haven't always been very good at, and it's something that um, I wasn't very open to, but it was surprising speaking to um, so many leaders with them also having so many reservations um, about doing this as well. So today we're going to delve into the art of delegation. So we're going to talk about some common misconceptions, what it is. Um, We're going to be discussing the benefits of delegation for leaders, um, why leaders are so reluctant to delegate. Um, And we're going to be talking about the breast practices for delegation. So how to do it effectively. And I'll take you through a step-by-step process um, with how to do that and not to miss any of those steps um, as you're working through that delegation process. So I remember, I'll start with a little bit of a story. So before I begin, I'll share a story. So we, about, let's say, uh, five to seven years ago, when I was in my service, running, running the service, living my dream, um, you know, owning the service that I was in, having to do everything. I used to think, and I thought all my years before that, honestly, I thought I can do everything. I don't want to give it to them because I don't I don't want to give them more work to do. I want to do it because I want to do it the way I want to do it. And this all led to obviously me doing everything myself, um, me feeling very overwhelmed, overworked. Um, I was working, I love what I do. So I speak to so many people in our sector that genuinely love what we do. So it's so easy to do and get what on, um, go on what I call that hamster wheel and continually just go, go, go because we love it. We love it so, so much and we're so passionate about what we do. But work is not life. Work is a part of your life. So um, let's just say, I don't know, 10 years ago, I learned this lesson the hard way. Um, I was doing everything myself. I didn't really have a very balanced life. And I've shared this story in other podcasts before. Um, I, yeah, didn't really have a balanced life. My life was work and my life was home. So when one of those areas um, went to SHIT, it meant that pretty much my whole life went to SHIT because I didn't have any other areas in my life. Since then, I've really focused on making sure that I have equal pie. I call them pieces of the pie. If you imagine a circle with lots of different divided pieces, um, having that, I call it life plan and having that pie divided and I put equal amounts of effort into each of those parts of my pie. But 
what I learned after that, like I burnt out, I was done. You know, I did a Jacinda Ardern, now she's made it a popular thing. But back then I ended up resigning from um, my leadership role because I, I, um, I felt and I assessed in myself, I, if I'm not at my best, how can I give my best to others? And at that point in time, I was done. Um, I couldn't give my best. So I did. I stopped. I resigned. Um, and I, um, yeah, just went and did casual work until I got myself together and um, sorted out my life and was able to move forward. But that's what happens. We live, we learn, we grow. Um, I don't believe in the word failure. And I believe, again, in that quote, when we fail, it's our opportunity to learn. So when something does happen and sets us back, what can we learn from that moment? So back to delegation. So what I learned during that story and during that period and the reason I share it is because by doing everything myself, it was not fun. It was not exciting. I was overworking myself. I wasn't allowing the people around me to come on board and be part of that journey. I wasn't allowing anyone else to feel that sense of satisfaction, that sense of joy, um, creating that camaraderie where everyone's together moving towards in the same direction. And now and forever, I've always held on to the quote that, by, um, and I share this all the time. So by lighting somebody else's candle, you're not dimming any of your light. You're only making the room brighter. So we really want to make sure we're sharing that enjoyment, that fulfillment, that love, that joy, and bringing everyone on board with that. Now, so for delegation, so delegation is really, I'm sure you know what delegation is, but it's a process of assigning responsibility for tasks, decisions, and authority to another person. So whether in the workplace, delegation is crucial, um, is a crucial leadership uh, leadership skill <laughs> that enables leaders to allocate tasks and responsibilities to their team members in order to achieve the desired goal. So delegation involves one, selecting the right person for the task. So we're going to break these down further. Um, it provides clearing and clear instructions, setting expectations and deadlines, allowing them to take ownership. And the goal of delegation is to improve efficiency develop the skills of your team members and to free up your time so you can focus on higher level tasks. So we might do another episode on where you where you should be focusing your time. What are those higher level tasks? And if you're not doing those bu- that busy work, um, what should you be spending your time doing? Because I think another reason why people hesitate to delegate is because they're worried that if they get people on to delegate, what are they going to do? And I find that a lot of leaders um, get or not not use it as an excuse, but uh, they tend to bog themselves down with that busy work. Um, I don't know, so that they're escaping something, so that they seem important, so that they seem, I don't know, if this is you or you know someone like this, perhaps reflect around why do you keep throwing yourself into those tasks and if somebody else can do it, like let them, train them. Um, And as we go through, we're going to talk about some strategies to be able to do that because you need to look at what is your amazing 
gift that you have to give to the world? What are you good at? What is your, um, you know, that secret sauce, that thing that just makes you unique that nobody else can do? Those are the things that you need to be doing. For an owner in a business, that will be the face of the business. So you are the person that everybody looks up to and you are the face. So you are the person that needs to show up every single day and be that cheerleader and help people to see the vision and the mission of the organization and bring everyone together. And that's for any leader of any team. But what is your gift? What are you good at? What are you amazing at? What do you need to be spending your time doing? And what don't you need to be spending your time doing? Get rid of it. And this is not just in work. This is in life as well. So for me, I have a cleaner. Um, We outsource our washing. We send it off because we made the decision very early on that, I mean, we work so hard um, during the week that we decided on the weekends, the last thing that we wanted to be doing was cleaning the house and doing washing. Man, I can pay someone for that. I can get someone in who actually genuinely loves that. Who, who loves washing and who loves um, cleaning? I have no idea. But we found someone and she's amazing and she comes in and she does that for us. So we are so blessed and grateful for that person that they're getting out of it what they need to And we are too. It means that we get more time to either relax or to do things that we enjoy in our lives. We don't have to worry about those things that anyone could do. All right. So the first part we're going to talk about is the common misconceptions. (laughs) So um, the first one is delegation means abdicating responsibility. So leaders often think that delegating tasks means giving up control. This is a huge thing. And accountability. But in reality, delegation actually increases their control by freeing up time and resources. So the other thing I really remember thinking to myself when I used to be like, yeah, I can do everything. I want to do everything. I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I can do everything, but I don't want to. So I wanted people around me. I wanted to free up my time. I wanted to bring people on board. So um, I asked myself, how much is your time worth? It's a huge question. How much is your time worth? Think about it. Add it up, weigh it up, and then think about how much it's going to cost to bring on other people around you who can do that work for you freeing up that time for your family, freeing up that time for, um, you know, things that are important to you, whatever that is. So you really want to make sure it's not actually um, taking away that control, it's freeing up your time and resources. So the next um, myth is that delegation is only for simple things. So like me, washing and cleaning, I think they're quite simple tasks. However, many leaders believe that delegation is only suitable for low-level routine tasks. Delegation can be applied to complex projects as well. So think about um, what I like to do is um, at the start of the month, at the end of the week, I think about every quarter we plan out projects. And then we say, okay, which part of those projects can we delegate? And instead of saying, um, assigning things, I often, or what, what's the word I use? I always say, what do I need help with right now? So if I don't know something, um, I used to just spend hours and hours and hours researching it just to be really good at it thinking when I when I had the mindset that I could do everything myself. So I've definitely learned a lot, but now I ask myself, 
what do I need help with and who can help me with that? So sometimes it might be little parts in the project or perhaps it might be like a project that I don't particularly like doing um, that I can then delegate to someone else that that's their forte, that's their gift. So delegation takes too much time and effort. I hear this all the time. It's quicker to do it myself. Of course it is. You know how to do it. But, and this is something that is really current right now, by saying yes or by doing that task, which may only take you five minutes right now, what are you saying no to something else? You are saying that I'm going to take that five minutes to do this task, even if it has no value at all, you're going to do it because you can which means that you're saying no to something else. So, and this is really huge right now. When we say yes to something, we are saying no to something else. When you say yes to someone, you're saying no to yourself. So make sure that you um, figure out what you want to say yes to and how you want to be spending your time. So of course it takes more time initially, but in the long run, it can be more time efficient. Um, I believe in organisation, in succession planning. I believe that not one person should know everything. I believe that everyone in the organisation should know as much as they want to know. I believe in helping people grow, helping people learn because who knows? Who knows what will happen? Do you want to go on a holiday one day? Great, fantastic. But who's going to do your job and do your role when you're not there? So you can literally have a break. So you've got to think about, um, yes, it's going to take more time initially, but once you show them in the long run, it's going to have so many of those other people and you're sharing that light with those people so that one, it can free up your time and two, with that time, you can do things that you want to do. So what are those things that you're going to delegate and that you're going to train people to do so that they can do them in the long term? I always say anything that you do, anything that you touch or anything that you do more than once needs a system or a process and it needs to be written so that anyone can follow it and train people in your organization with how to do it. The next one is that the myth is delegation only works with certain people. So some leaders have the notion that delegation is only effective when certain individuals, such as those with more experience or certain skill levels. Um, However, delegation can be done effectively with a wide range of team members. So again, that succession planning, we want as many people as possible to know how to do different roles and different tasks. The last one is that delegation leads to loss of quality. So I do it better. If I do it, it will be better. We are so, so lucky in early childhood. We have amazing people around us. And the beautiful thing about people is that we are all different. So when you have your team of your amazing um, educators, leaders around you, Everyone is going to have a different perspective and that is great. Encourage that, utilize that and nurture that because what will happen is that they might not do it the way you want to do it, but they might have an amazing idea of um, with how it should be accomplished. I remember 
um, a quote once and it said, um, you know, tell people what you need to do or what you need them to do, but not how to do it. Closely related to, you know, teach children how to think, not what to think so that they can have their own minds. Really, really similar. So as we go through this art of delegation, let them work out their own system. Just because they're not doing it the way you would do it doesn't mean that they're not going to get an amazing outcome. And sometimes, and be really open to this, sometimes it's even better than what you would have created. Um, But when it's not, it means that you're missing a step in the delegation process. So we're going to go through that. Um, But delegation can often lead to higher quality results. How about that? And it makes sure that other people have the opportunity to bring in their perspectives and have their ideas put on the table and listen to and feel seen and heard. And I love that. So let's talk about some benefits of delegation. So we've talked about all those myths, all of those things that we hear all the time about delegation, why we don't do it. Let's talk about the benefits. So benefits of leaders. So with the delegation, it makes sure that it um, is it improves efficiency and productivity. So by delegating tasks to others, leaders can focus on higher level tasks. So when you do delegate, you can focus on those high level tasks, those things that are your gift, your magic, your secret source, and your superpower. Um, and leading to improved efficiency and productivity. It allows you to have better time management. So delegation allows leaders to free up time for more important tasks, leading to better time management and reduced stress. Now, I'm really big at the moment and I think it's a big time in our sector to transform our whole sector. So, and I'm really up for, and it's actually in the new EYLF 2.0, a collaborative leadership approach. Um, So really think about how you can share that workload and um, reduce that stress with your team. Again, enhance teamwork and collaboration. So delegating fosters teamwork and collaboration as it allows team members to work together, share ideas and responsibilities and develop their skills. So we talked a lot about motivation and um, some leaders struggle with Um, coming up with different ideas and ways to get their team motivated. If you've got a team member that's down and out and you're not sure why because they're a really high achiever, it, it can generally mean that they're not being challenged. So nine out of 10 educators, when they feel challenged in their role, they're motivated. So we really want to look at what skills, even if it's not um, a new job or a um, promotion or you don't have it, even though people like to see that whole plan of um, what their career and map it out with them. When it's clear, people love that. Clear is kind. So Um, maybe it's potentially just teaching them a new skill. So some new task, some new skill that they can learn or take on. So usually um, team members or educators in a service, when we ask them, um, they'll tick off, um, they'll rate their knowledge of all of the different legislation, national quality standards, leadership. Um, They'll often put administration. So as the area that they want to grow in. So think about what, um, how you can utilize them, what's their skills and how you can utilize them. The next one is increased job satisfaction. So similarly in what we were just talking about, but delegation can increase job satisfaction for both you as a leader 
because it frees up your time to do things you genuinely love and it gives your team members the opportunity to take on new challenges and responsibilities and grow their skills and their career. Absolutely. So I always talk about Um, you know, with the team and trusting them, you know, you train them, you trust them. So that's a quote that I say a lot, um, mantra that I live by. Um, But the other one is also that you're doing yourself a disservice because I know leaders can often feel like, and I feel like this um, or used to feel like this at times, not so much anymore. Um, But I I used to think, oh, no, no, I don't want to give them any more. They're already stressed. They're already got enough on their plate. But in actual fact, we're doing them a disservice by not giving it to them because they are getting that satisfaction because it's genuinely something they love. And then we're getting, um, it's a disservice on us because if we didn't give it to them we would have to sit there doing it and so that means that it frees up more time for us to be able to do the things that we love in our roles as well. Now number five is improved decision making. So delegation helps leaders make better decisions as they can tap into the diverse perspectives and ideas of their team members It also enhances your leadership development. So delegation helps leaders develop their leadership skills by giving them the opportunity to coach, mentor and empower their team members and build trust and credibility. And it allows us, it frees up the time to be able to do that as well. And then lucky last is that better motivation and morale. So again, we think that putting more Um, tasks and more things onto our team is going to cause more stress, more burnout, more overwhelm. But the fact is, when we talk about the four stages of learning, which is, um, you know, consciously conscious, unconsciously conscious, um, blah, blah, blah. We want people to stay in consciously conscious because when they move into unconsciously unconscious, I think that's what that one is. Um, I'll put the model, you know, the model I'm talking about. But um, what happens is that that's when they get more time to think. And we know what happens with overthinkers when they get too much time to think and they're not being motivated or stimulated is they start to think about, um, you know, things like, oh, well, my life's so bad. This is bad. Oh, do I actually really like my job? Oh, why did that pop into my brain? Like that is the mind of an overthinker. Hand up. I have those moments. Um, but what we want to do is give them so tasks that they're excited about, projects that they want to delve into. And I'm so blessed very early on in my career, probably my would have been my second year of my career, had an amazing leader. It's one of the um, people that I really look up to who, you know, as a leader, yeah, it's someone that I really look up to and admire. And what they did, the second year in my career, they identified you know, things about me that I didn't even know about myself. So they um, actually worked out that if they, that I was more motivated and stimulated when they gave me projects to work on, when I had something to take ownership over, something to drive, something to um, stimulate me, that really worked for me. And I'm so blessed and grateful um, that that Um, you know, that leader, that director of that center identified that within me and was able to, um, yeah, make the most of my skills or and, and help me move forward in my career as well. 
So delegation is such an important leadership skill that can help you as a leader achieve your goals, improve your organizational performance and develop the skills and careers of your team members as well. The best feeling and get it all the time, people come back and saying, I am where I am today because of you. You took the time, you took the effort, you put in the energy and you really helped me to be who I am today, whether that's as a person and it's your close friends or whether that's as a professional um, in your career. It really pays off. I know it's hard work on your heart, on your head, um, you know, to be able to dedicate and look, look at people and be like, you know what, I believe in you and dedicate that time and energy to help them to be the best versions of themselves. But as a leader, I feel like we almost have an obligation to not only help people to be the best educators and leaders, but to be the best human beings that they can. And we are all in a position to be able to do that every single day. So how are you doing that? And how can you do that today? Now, what are some practices for delegation? So we've talked about the myths. So what holds us back from actually implementing it? We've talked about um, some of the benefits of it. um, And we've talked about why it's important, what it can bring to your role, how it can free you up and you can have the freedom and also how it helps your team to feel challenged and motivated as well. And it's one of the biggest motivators is being excited about the project. How do you know? Well, an effect, we'll talk about it in our effective process, actually, because it will come up. So the process is, and it's a following step. So you might want to write this down. But the first one is to identify the task. So what I encourage um, everyone to do is get everything out of your head. There's no point um, of it being in your head. And I laugh because um, like Jake says all the, I'll say all the time, um, I've got this thing. I know what I need to do. It's in my head. But the truth is when it's in our heads, no one actually knows what's in our heads. So the first thing is to write down, like get it all out of your head, write it all down, write down everything you do. And if you go back to our single tasking, um, that's one of the first exercises is just to get everything out of your head. The next one is, well, the first one, actually, that wasn't even the first one, but identify the task. So determine what tasks can be delegated and what tasks require your direct involvement. This will be really clear. As I said earlier, if anyone can do it, delegate it. If only you can do it, then keep it. So obviously you need to maintain relationships, connections, like that's something no one else can do because whether you're the director, the owner, you're the face. So you need to step up, you need to be there, you need to be present. So that is something that you could never delegate. But marking the roles, (laughs) um, that's something you could delegate to each room, one team member, whatever. But look at those tasks and look at what tasks can be delegated. And even if it's a project, so if it's a project, again, map out all those tasks. What do I need help with? Who can help me? What can I delegate? So rather than thinking about how am I going to get all this done myself, think about how you can utilize the amazing humans that are around you every single day. Number two is to choose the right person. So consider the skills, experience and interests of your team members when deciding who should be delegated the task. So as a leader, 
It is easier to lead a team when you know each individual person in your team. The better you know them, the easier it is to lead them. And it comes forth in this exact example to choose the right person. So whether it's your QIP and you want to have um, somebody who's driving each of the improvements, whether it's a work health and safety officer, whether it's a fire warden, whether it's a um, first aid officer, whoever you are choosing needs to be the right person. And that will be based on something that they're interested in. Not because they're your favorite person, not because they'll just get it done, but it needs to be the right person who's going to be interested in that role. And it will bring something to them just as it will to you. So it should be equal value. Now, number three is to provide clear instructions. So be clear and concise in your instructions, including the desired outcome, deadlines, and any relevant information. Make sure that they have pen and paper and make sure that they write it down. Get them to repeat the instructions to you so that you have a clear understand that you know that they're clear or the, that your instructions were clear um, and that they have because, because if there's anything in life, just because you say something, it doesn't mean that that's what the other person heard. Um, so you want to make sure that that person um, has the clear instructions and clear is kind. So we want to be as clear as possible. Number four is that you want to set up expectations. And again, those deadlines are so, so important and tell them the dates. So we're going to have like monitor process and things. Tell them the dates that you're going to do that. So communicate the expected outcome and establish clear deadlines to ensure that the task is completed on time. So when we don't give a deadline, this is the first thing that often falls to the wayside when we delegate. When we don't give a deadline on when we want something done by um, and then you go and chase up with them a week later and say, oh, where is it? I need it today. Oh, well, I didn't think you needed it this soon. I thought you needed it by the month. So you want to create that sense of urgency. Just be realistic about um, when it is due. When do you want this by? Number five is to provide the support and resources. So ensure that the team member has the necessary resources and support to complete the task effectively. So ask them, how can I support you to achieve this? What resources do you need? And really check in, think about what you, if you were completing the task, what resources would you need to complete the task? And ask them if they, if they, do, if they need them as well. Number six is another thing that gets missed often in the process of delegation and it's to monitor their progress. So regularly check in with them to provide feedback and support and make sure that they are on track. The absolute worst thing is when we get to the end, to the due date and they bring it to you and you're like, oh my gosh, in your head, you're like this, it's wrong it's really wrong. Like what did they even do? So make sure we clarify and commute and create clear expectations. Make sure that we check in and say, how are you going? Can I see where you're up to? Can you just, can you describe the process that you're using? Um, are you on track for your due date? Um, make sure that you do your regular check-ins. It's really important. And, and that way they're not wasting the time nor effort if it's completely wrong. 
Um, then, but you have to be open-minded as well, just because it might look different to what you would have done, doesn't mean it's wrong. So that's why I said, make sure you question them to say, can you talk me through your process? Like, what is it that you're creating? Show me where you're at, um, and get them to explain it because that just might be part of their process. The next one is provide feedback. Remember that your feedback needs to be constructive to the team member on their performance and recognize and reward their achievements. So when we do everything ourselves, um, you know, we do we want all the, the rewards and all the fame and all the achievements, like who's recognizing our process? The truth is that as a leader, um, your leaders, because we always have people above us. So as a leader, your leaders, if you're getting things accomplished and you're doing amazing things in your service, they're going to look at you that that's on you, that that is an amazing achievement for your service. They're not going to look at and be like, um, you know, Sarah over here. Oh, wow. She's so amazing. She does all of these things. And you're sitting there. You'll be like, I'm her leader. Like I help her. I guide her. I mentor her. You are going to get all the credit regardless because and but you as a leader, it's not about you when it comes to your team and the people that you are leading. That is one of the first lessons as a leader that I learned is that when you become a leader, it is not about you. It is about your team. So making sure that you do give them the appropriate recognition um, and reward their achievements. But you should know them. So if they're the kind of person that doesn't like to be rewarded or recognized in a group setting, respect that as well. So know your team, know how they want to be recognized um, and reward their achievements. Absolutely. Now, number eight is maintain accountability. So make sure that you and your team member both understand the roles and responsibilities and that you maintain accountability for the outcome. So we want to make sure that when you check in on them, just because you've delegated it and handed it over to someone doesn't mean that you let go of all of that responsibility. You've allowed the other person to take ownership over that. But the truth is that everything in your service, you are still responsible for. So just because somebody else is doing it, it's not off you. You still need to have it in the back of your mind to check in with them make sure that they're on track and have they have that accountability to um, get that role done. So that's the eight steps to delegation. Um, I'll go over them again quickly. So one, identify the task. Two, choose the right person. Three, provide clear instructions. Four, set expectations and deadlines. Five, provide support and resources. Six, monitor progress, seven, provide feedback, and eight, maintain accountability. It's the delegation is one of the most important skills um, that a leadership a leader can have. It's really important. It encourages listeners to implement the best practices for your service. So as we've gone through, we've talked about all why the myths, why delegation is really important and all of those things within there and to value your time. And I think the biggest thing for me in the message right now is when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So stop saying yes to everything and start looking at that delegation as an opportunity for you to be doing the things that you want to do. 
Get rid of all of those low-level routine tasks that anyone can do. Empower your team, teach your team um, to do all of those things and take control of your time and really work out what do you want to be doing and how do you want to be spending your time. Remember, how much is your time worth? So, That sums up today's episode. I hope you thoroughly enjoyed it and I really hope that you put this into practice in your service. It can be so beneficial um, with everyone in your team. It's really, really important. I felt like it was something that um, someone everyone needed to hear right now. So let me know, shout out, is this something that resonated with you? Um, Or is there another topic or challenge that you're having right now that you would like us to address in future episodes? So I always love hearing from you each and every week um, with all of your amazing things that you're implementing in the service. And so yeah, I can't wait to hear from you some more this week and shout out if there's anything that we can do to help and support you as well in your services. So uh, my name is Lisa Brown. I'm the founder of Platinum Education Group. So check it out our website with how we can help you. And I look forward to hearing all about how you are delegating in your service. So thank you so much for listening again this week. Remember, just a little reminder to keep making every moment count. And I'll see you all next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Everything Early Childhood podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. We read them all. (laughs) To catch all the latest from me, your host, Lisa Brown, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Lisa Brown underscore Platinum Ed. Thanks again for listening. Keep making every moment count and I'll see you next time.